we begin our frank and honest conversation about sand? Yeah, we've been putting this off for a long, long time. And we've been doing a lot of water stuff. Uh, we've been doing all kinds of stuff. And I, I, it's kind of in the elephant in the room. And yeah, yeah, I think we're ready. This may be a difficult conversation, but I would say it's a necessary one. At some point in your life, you have got to confront sand and have a frank and honest discussion about it. And that's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. It's time to finally tell the truth. I, I couldn't agree more. This is our red table. This is our <laughs> Jada. This is our moment to put it all out there. Yeah. We're, we're bringing sand to the, to the table today. Yes. And like, obviously, like none of us relish this. Like, this is a hard conversation to have. Um, but I, I, you know, the more we put it off and the, the more we like mature it as a podcast, the more I felt that like we owed it to you. Like, um, you know, there's just some things you don't talk about just because it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and we dance around it. But um, at some point, you know, are we are we journalists or are we dancer? Yeah. Are, are we journalists? Or are we dancer? <laughs> no, sir. This is not a time for jokes. This is, I'm, I'm very sorry. This is, it's, the sand, right. it's, or and this is the sand conversation. Mm. Transparency is important here. Uh, not only because if you get sand really hot, it turns to glass. Yes. But also because mm. we've been dancing around this for a long time. So here we are. Right. Let's do it. And, Let's and you know, I, I, I have one more note, which is, Sarah, I know that you use humor as a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. which is why you said dancer. I think, I think we all owe it to each other and to our listeners to just like do everything we can to drop our guard this week. Mm-hmm. Um, really have like an honest and, and raw conversation free of judgment. Um, regarding the issues. I have some things to share. Yeah. Please. I I really feel I need to get off my chest. I mean, is that okay to kind of say? Now, I'm going to tell you about this particular sand issue through the lens of the Smithsonian Magazine, as uh, Ariel Sabar wrote a beautiful article Mm. about the time that sand dune in Indiana swallowed a kid. Oops, I think we have mentioned this on the pod before. I think I said he died, uh, Mm. but I'm sure you're here to tell us the honest truth today. Yeah, I I have the honor to really set the record straight. So, have you guys been to the dunes before? Oh yeah, baby, I've been to the dunes with you. We climbed up that thing. There's a really embarrassing video of me pretending to be a sand lizard. <laughs> and also another really embarrassing picture of me with sand in the crotch of my mm. bathing suit. Mm. Mm. Yes, and I am pointing and laughing. That's true. I think in that photo. You may have that picture. At one point it was on your refrigerator. <laughs> mm. Mm. Dylan? Yeah, um, I've been to the sand dunes once as a kid. And I, I think I was uh, probably 10 or 11 and I had a little toddler brother. And I uh, went with my, my parents. Obviously, I mean, that would be weird if, you know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't hitchhike. Um, I rem- my take on the dunes was like, what is this? And why is this here? And I still don't know. Um, like, for, like, context, like, I don't know. I'm an Indiana person, but I'm my family is, like, exclusively a southern Indiana thing. Like, we don't go north of Indianapolis Mm-hmm. There's just, like n- nobody lives north of Indianapolis. Everybody lives 
kind of between Columbus and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'd say it's it's more within the purview of uh, the part of Indiana that we are not from. Right. So I don't really, I'm not familiar with like a lot of northern Indiana stuff, which is, of course, as all of you Indiana heads know, is culturally, geographically, linguistically (coughs) distinct from southern Indiana. Hugely Um, distinct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What is that? Why is that there? Um, can we just do a little background? Does anybody know? Because I was—I remember as a kid just being like, "Okay, there's Egypt-style sand dunes up here in Indiana by this nasty, stinky lake with big factories everywhere." What's going on? So the dunes were created four thousand five hundred years ago, when the water table receded around Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. leaving fields of exposed sand to henceforth be at the mercy of the wind. Henceforth and everything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Because I assumed that sand was only in sort of like Egypty kind of <laughs> kind of pyramids and sphinx type places. I assumed sand or like um, you know like uh, there's different kinds of sand because there's like you know there's your Egypty dusty big hilly sand and then you've got your more compact like Utah New Mexico like little platform little red platforms everywhere like and, dust, mm-hmm. dusty sand. Yeah, like dusty sand. Um, mm. And I associate those two things with like very different places, but I'm not personally familiar with any of the sand. Um, and, and so I was very confused because I, 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 you know, as a boy, I was like, well, this is not Egypt. I see no pyramids. I see <laughs> Indiana stuff. I see big factory. I see lake, lake smells bad. Dead birds in the lake. Um, e. Coli e- all the time. Yeah. You can't swim in it. E. Coli. Uh, those weird little fences that are on beaches, but they're just like razor wire and they're at like foot level for some reason yeah. as if that's going to stop you and would might just cut your feet. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just there to be hazard. It's just like there. For fun. Yeah. Like a little obstacle course for you, for the kids. Right. A little tetanus obstacle course. Do we feel like we can jump yes. back into sorry. it? Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I, we were we were deflecting again we, with yeah. humor. But yeah, I, th- yeah, sorry, I, I apologize. I and oh, mm. really quick, while we're deflecting with humor, I just need to get it out of my system. <laughs> um, like, no, I'm serious. And like, I will, there will be no more joking from me from this point on. Because uh, mm. like, when I was feeling defensive when we started the conversation, um, first thing that came to mind was that part of Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, where. Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker famously complains about how sand is rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. He doesn't like it. And it's like his like romance scene. He's like, Oh, Natalie Portman, don't you hate sand? I hate sand. It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. And I was like, I'm going to make this some joke about that. But then I thought to myself, you know what? No, that's immature. That's not how we confront our feelings. Yeah. So that was big of you. So yeah, I'm done. That's it the Indiana Dunes National Lake Shore an Indiana Classic it is 13 no sorry it's 15 mm-hmm. miles long on a shore that offers absolutely breathtaking views of the Midwest industrial zone <laughs> so today i'm going to be discussing an issue that occurred at Mount Baldy Mount Baldy is a 126 foot steep incline near the lake shore in the Indiana Dunes mm-hmm. National Lake Shore between 1938 and 2007 it had moved 450 feet inland bearing an entire staircase trails and a tree line of black oaks I just want to clarify that what you're telling me is that the dune is alive 
It's shifting <laughs> yes. constantly with it's a mind alive. of its own. And it has some mm-hmm. kind of agenda, most likely. Mm-hmm. Well, the facts would suggest that it certainly mm-hmm. has an agenda. A hunger, if you will. <laughs> Park Yikes. officials became concerned that within a decade, Mount Baldy would swallow the nearby parking lot as well. One day, a family was walking along the public trail when suddenly their six-year-old son disappeared out of nowhere. The only sign of any kind of disruption was a small, perfectly round hole that shot straight down into the darkness. They tried to dig into the hole, but the more that they clawed at the opening, the faster the sand fell. And over the next three and a half hours, rescuers with flexible probes, shovels, and heavy machinery would excavate a pit a dozen feet deep and at least 50 feet across. They began noticing odd features in the sand. Pipe-like cylinders, eight inches in diameter with a foot or two long, of what looked like old bark? Huh? Mm. (laughs) But wait, bark like a dog? When they finally reached the boy who had fallen 12 feet under the dune's surface, he had no pulse. Wait, like a vampire? Okay, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, are you deflecting? Are you deflecting with humor? Is this, are you deflecting with humor, Sarah? Yeah, I'm really, I'm... I'm really scared of the idea of getting sucked down into a pit. I, think, I mean, I think that's part of the, the reason we're, we're, we're talking about this today. Because we all are. We've, we've all thought about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, may I have your permission to continue? I'm... Yes, please. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. It's actually not... Okay, so sorry. Really I, it wasn't me deflecting. It was that I couldn't read. Um... <laughs> It was as if the boy had wound up at the bottom of a hollowed-out tree trunk. 140 people assisted in finding him, and he survived after a lot of sand was removed from his lungs. Oh, God, that's so that's fucking awful. gross. Everything about that is awful. I love the, the way that the sand scientist is portrayed. As if to, like, negate what she does. Because, like, I mean, I, I, I think she's portrayed as kind of callous. There's, like, a thing where in this article where it's, like, she says, um, he'll turn up. <laughs> he's just... Yeah, she, like, she sees that they're looking for him, and she's just like, he's got to be around he'll here somewhere. He'll turn up, she told herself. For dinner that night, her fiancé and her father went to a nearby Applebee's. Like, I, I think that, you know, I mean, they, they kind of portrayed her as, as sort of an uncaring villain, but you have to remember that she confronts these issues that we have so much mm. trouble talking about every day mm. as a sand scientist. Because, like, I mean, being a sand scientist is like being a shark scientist. It's like being a Godzilla scientist. You, it's like you are constantly watching. It's, it's constant vigilance, you know. Dylan is talking about a scientist that is mentioned in this article. She, she wanted to know why the dunes were alive, right? Mm-hmm. She was checking, mm-hmm. checking to see why they were moving all over. Yes. And what they want. Yeah, and, and what, what they, they want. want. Yeah. And yeah. what they want. And they discuss her guilt of going to Applebee's rather than looking for a child who had disappeared. And she's also, they say that she was really freaked out that if they had listened to her, he definitely would have died. They, like, would not have kept looking for him under the sand. Do you, mm, do you think yes. they interviewed her 
I'm just very curious about this because because <laughs> do you think that they interviewed her and they had like a two hour phone conversation and she, like five minutes of it she was like yeah and I felt really bad because I thought you know he's just around I didn't think he's going to be sucked into a hole so then you know I went to Applebee's and I saw on the TV and then the whole article is like this woman didn't know and she this was at an Applebee's idiot. she didn't yeah. care about the boy in the sand she only wanted to go to Applebee's like do you think she the female scientist <laughs> had a tattoo oh yeah yeah can we talk about the, yeah uh, they call her No Milk Toast. Yeah, No Milk crazy. Toast because of her tattoo and her nose stud. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just Truly. I wonder I wonder like how much of that interview was really about how she didn't care about the little boy or whatever, or whether it was just a little mm. like kind of an aside, and whether she, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like, "This is the good stuff." Yeah, yeah. and they were, yeah, the Smithsonian people, of course, fucking muckrakers yeah. at the Smithsonian, <laughs> the, the, Smithsonian. <laughs> the Daily then, Mail. You know, she's a scientist. She was. She probably told all of her colleagues. She's so excited that she was going to be in the Smithsonian article talking about sa- freaky sand dunes, and and then it's just a personal piece about her struggling with her guilt unfeeling bitch says there's no hole in the ground (laughs) (laughs) uh i think i think sometimes we we use humor um as a way to heal as well (laughs) that's a beautiful note so i think you know this isn't funny none of this is funny none of it no sometimes we can't help it Uh, it's part of the the process to her credit she is the one who has probably figured out what the hell happened because they don't know. Yes. It doesn't make any sense how it could be that there that uh, a sand dune, which is a pile of sand, can like swallow someone whole. Except that it's mm-hmm. hungry, and we need to find out what it wants. Mm-hmm. Which what yeah. does seems it want? to be <laughs> boys. Well, but that's the thing. Did it want the boy because it did release the boy alive, that's true. or was the boy was the boy just to get the attention of the of the us so that it could go after something greater? A decoy boy. Was, was it a, was the boy a hostage? Right, is, I right. guess my question. Well, and it, maybe what this what the dune wanted was to not be trotted upon, and if so, then it succeeded because uh, Mount Baldy is still has been closed since this and still closed. Yeah. The, the the beast sleeps once more. <laughs> the um, beast is dormant. I gotta say, the comment section on most articles is really where you get the locals take on this. And I'd like to read this comment. This is from Mindy Jones. Mindy says in 1966, three young women went missing from the Indiana dunes. It has been assumed that they left the beach on a boat, never to return. All of their belongings, including purses remained on a blanket. Now I can't help but wonder if this could have also been their fate. I mean, yeah, I, I think it could be. Because Probably, did yeah. you did you look into the uh, the sand sign? Oh yeah, I'm sure you did because you kept mentioning the bark. Oh yes, I also learned from the uh, comment section that this is a common occurrence in Oregon, and many Ore- Oregonians left lots of snide comments about how much they hated the author for writing about a boy almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> In Oregon, this geological phenomenon is known as a devil's stovepipe, which is a hole formed when a tree has been buried in moving sand and decomposes with the sand still impacted around the area, leaving a perfectly rounded void. In some instances, the bark will still be impacted in the edge while the rest of the wood has deteriorated. Mm. Okay, so swallowing up a six-year-old 
That makes sense, right? Like, a, you could easily fit several six-year-olds into the trunk of a tree. Not that you should mm, try, yes. but, but it's possible. <laughs> but based on your experience, based, Sarah. Yes. Based on what I know so far from my experience mm-hmm. in the field, you, you could slide, I mean, a, a whole mess of them in there. Three grown women, though, like, that's, that's a little... A little dicier, also, I think. If it's the trunk of a tree, they'd have to be in extremely tight formation or go in one after the other, right? Like, they would have to either be, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, are they marching in a straight line not, and then not <laughs> Not noticing not that the stopping. girl in front of them has been swallowed <laughs> by the Are sand? they stacked on top of each other doing some kind of a gymnastics thing? Yeah, head or are they? I could see maybe if it's a, if it's a Y, a big old oak, you yeah. know, and they're real huddled up, you know, they're they're... You know, just in line, they're they're a, a compact triangle of people. I could see that, but like if you're doing a group hug and then the sand underneath you suddenly falls yeah. away. But also, like, then they it's assumed that they went out on a boat on Lake Michigan, right? Why do they think they went out on a boat? I know that this is the Earth arc of Bimbo Summit and not the water we arc. Keep but getting back to that damn water. The Great Lakes are terrifying. Yeah. I think about them all the time. I mean... And I'm afraid of them. And um, I think it's, you know, it's possible that she they got eaten by bull sharks that are secretly living in Lake Michigan. You don't mm, know. That seems more likely. Mm-hmm. Actually, Dylan, I have a note to circle back to your question of what does it want. I, mm-hmm. have, um, I have a statistic here. An article by CBS News said that on average, boys who are 12 years old are most likely to fall victim to sand-related disasters. Interesting. It wants the boys. I think it wants wants the boys. boys. Either as hostage or... I mean, some of these these boys died. Right. Do you think maybe it just hadn't fully digested the boy? (laughs) (laughs) They were too quick to get him. They were too quick getting him out. They went too swiftly. He was only down there for three hours, right? Three, four hours? Mm -hmm. Three and a half. 12 feet deep, though. Oh, That's, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, that CBS News article is interesting because it says that you are more likely to die by sand than you are by a shark attack. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's from 2007, so, you know, I'm sure countless more victims have been uh, claimed by sand since then. But yes. they mm-hmm. say since 1985, which is 20 <laughs> children and young adults in the U.S. have died due to sand submersion. So that's nearly oh, one goodness. a year. Wow. That's more than you'd think. That's more than you would think. Yeah. I don't, I, I, uh, I saw that and I, I resent the way that it's framed as more than sharks <laughs> because I don't think, oh, for, first of all, we've, again, this is not the topic of this episode. We've talked about this before in the shark episode, but, um, Pro shark agenda mm-hmm. is pushing this constantly. <laughs> Big shark. Every time, it, anytime there's like a weird way that someone dies, there's like, like the, there's like, oh, more people get killed by falling coconuts, you know, like, and like they're missing the point. That's not the sheer volume of death is not, you know, they don't make they don't make horror movies about heart disease, you know. Right. <laughs> they're missing the they're missing the point. It's it's mm. the um, it's the quality, not the quantity of shark exactly. of shark deaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. shark death is an, an is an unfair nay, a biased metric. Yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> that said though, the idea of like dry drowning in sand, I would say is as oh. horrifying if not more horrifying than being attacked yes. by a shark. Also, you know, there was one of these, I forgot which article 
but one of these had like pictures of like the scary sand hole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, or like of a similar scary sand hole right. that was captured. Uh, and it just made me think of those like hobo spiders. <laughs> and I just, I imagined just like horrible, like, you know, like six foot spiders living down there. And that's when I was like, this is the intersection of all of my fears. <laughs> it's, it's the great, it's great lakes, which are, uh, we haven't even done the Edmund Fitzgerald episode yet. Not yet, but, that's but we coming. will. I, I don't know. I'm, maybe that's coming. Yeah. That's a personal interest of mine. Same. But, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's great lakes, it's suffocation, it's scary, weird little holes, it's spiders <laughs> in my brain. There's spiders. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just the cross section of horror, mm-hmm. you know? For me. Yeah, I got Ugh. you. Ugh. No good. It's also scary. That there's just all these articles are like, we don't know. We don't really know. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe it's the trees, but we're not sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the hole. Oh, I hate it. God, it's in the Smithsonian article. Yeah, it's a hateful um, looking hole. Oh, it's a nasty looking hole. I can just imagine a little skittery spider <laughs> legs crawling out of I it. I also don't like that they say when he got sunk, when he got eaten up, swallowed up by the sand dune, there was no impression in the ground afterwards whatsoever. Like, you, there's no trace of the hole afterwards. Like, you can see the hole in the picture because that's after they dug. And even that is, like, scary to think about because it said, you know, they dig, they were, like, digging and the sand was falling in on the sides the whole time they were digging, which is a lot like, um, when we talked about the money pit, you know, just, like, a hole that keeps filling itself back in. That right. That is existentially terrifying. But then also, like, <laughs> You know, without any human intervention, you could get swallowed up by a sand dune, and it would you it would look like you had disappeared without a trace. Mm. Yes, it's mm. horrifying. <laughs> and it, it's a similar thing, yeah. It's a similar thing to the Oak Island pit, yeah. Where it's like, why is like, listen, like the Oak Island pit is a pit that keeps disappearing or filling itself back in, and like that's shouldn't be scary, but it just very much is. It's just it's just very very unsettling. Well, much like mm. the this sand, it, it seems a little too alive. Exactly. It seems like it has a mind of its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mind yeah. is thinking exclusively of 12-year-old boys. That's right. <laughs> I would like to read a, a brief ab- excerpt from the Smithsonian article. Mm-hmm. No, please. Uh, that please. confuses me both about the writer of this article <laughs> and about, and, and, and is kind of like to my point about like the, the, like the fear of the unknown that still is present with the sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We live in an era when the robotic arms of unmanned spaceships can scoop sand on Mars, <laughs> then phone home across millions of miles to tell us its chemistry. Yet here, in the well-traveled regions of Earth, on the very ground we walk, we are still being surprised by geologic mystery. Smithsonian Institution. <laughs> very scary. Very scary. But, like, they're like, yeah, you know, it takes... The young boys. It's always the young boys. We don't know why. Every 20 or so years, it takes another young boy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get them out in time. Usually they disappear without a trace. It. We don't know what it wants. And, uh, yeah. Seems fine. Smith- We're the Smithsonian. And that's us. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. Sorry. I really yeah. like the perspective asking what it wants and not what it is. Because yeah. everyone's focusing on what is it. I mean, if you're at Info Summit, we're asking, what does it want? I'm not so much interested in what it is, as as long, I mean, I am, but I think that when you're dealing with something like like a crisis, I mean, you gotta stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. You gotta stop it from taking the children. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I, like, I I don't know what species it is. I don't know where it came from. Is it one of the old ones? 
Did it? Is it? Is it from this planet? We can figure that out after it, it stops taking our children. That's right. I mean, we've established that it's alive, which is really the most important thing. Now we got to find and out. And that it hungers. Yeah, that it hungers. And yes. it must be stopped. Yeah. Oh, yes. absolutely. Did you know that in uh, the 1960s, almost 3% of all movies showed characters sinking in clay, mud, or sand? That is insane. Those are yeah. staggering numbers. They really are. Like, that... I yelled. When I opened the sand dossier for the first time, yeah. by the way, dear listener, Sarah compiled a, <laughs> a document called the sand dossier. For th- Yeah, a confidential document yes. full of explosive secrets that the U.S. government yeah. does not want you maybe, to see. I feel like it's such a beautiful piece of work that it should be made available. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we can, we can make the sand yeah, dossier Maybe public. we can put it in the Discord to or something. Our, yeah, um, yeah, to our faithful yeah. listeners. Quicksand, what's the deal? Uh, can it kill you? Uh, when you were a kid, did you think that you could maybe run into some quicksand? Were you like, was that a real fear that you had, dying in quicksand? Yeah. yeah. It It is, I mean, I think that this is a common sentiment, but I think that it's, we all are very afraid of quicksand as children, and then we grow up. I think I've heard like a comedy bit or something like that. John Mulaney has a joke. But, yeah. Yeah, is it, it's like, but I, this is like right. a thing. But yeah, it's like, that's not a thing. You grow up, there is no, there is well, no quicksand. I mean, that's what they say, right? So the official word from science, you know, in this house, we believe in science. <laughs> and they, they say, science says, you cannot actually sink in quicksand. Now, quicksand, sorry, I know we're in the earth arc, but quicksand is partly water. Mm-hmm. There's also dry quicksand. They're not sure if it exists or not in nature, uh, but they have made it in a lab mm-hmm. before. Most quicksand is like wet plus dry Sinky, gross stuff. Uh, and it is very, very possible to get stuck in quicksand. It's really dense. And if you put your little foot in there, you might have a really hard time mm-hmm. getting it out. And in struggling, you can actually bury yourself deeper in the quicksand. Now, they say, science, that the more dangerous thing is that if you get somewhat stuck in quicksand, uh, a rapid tide could come and you would drown or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you could die of exposure or hypothermia. Yeah. Someone, di- I think, has died in the River Thames in London, uh, getting stuck on the bank. And then the River Thames is famous for, like, uh, the tide goes comes in really, really fast. Uh-huh. And so you could totally, totally drown because you are stuck in quicksand. Whether or not you can actually die in the quicksand... Uh, it seems unlikely, but I also kind of feel like, what are they not telling us? Because here's the thing: if you struggle, if you struggle really, really hard, could you not get yourself 100% sunk in the quicksand? See, this is this is an issue, and uh, similar on the Earth arc. I remember when I was a kid, I learned about the La Brea tar pits mm. in Los Angeles. Mm. And being a lover of Indiana Jones, this really compounded my fear that I would fall into quicksand or a tar pit at any moment. Right. Yeah, very possible. I mean, if you fell in a tar pit, you would definitely die, right? Uh, um, th- it was the sort of thing where it's like, the more you struggle, the faster it takes yeah. you. Right. Um, <sighs> okay, nobody died in the Thames from quicksand, but there is quicksand in the Thames. And as a person who ha- is increasingly interested in going back to London so I can gig in the Thames and find old treasures and shit, mm-hmm. uh, that's become a real serious... Uh, material concern of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I want to go down there and find a human skull, like the guy in the <laughs> Facebook group I'm on. Uh-huh. I do not want to go down there and die in some sewage water. Although so, I think I, it would be an apt way for you to die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very like you. Uh, yeah, it seems a little bit like the whole, people cannot fully sink into this type of soil. It's like, okay, what? Yeah, I don't buy that. That's not, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, how do you know? Have you really tested it? Have you, like, tried to put someone in there? Because the scientific experiment in the Nature.com article I read is not a person getting sunk in quicksand. It's a little plastic toy of Taz. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's exactly the same right. thing. Right, you know, you've got this, I've, I'm seeing this image of Taz, and it seems... Doesn't it look like someone's weird porn? It does. It also looks like someone's like, making a pancake with a little plastic Taz in it. Yeah, it looks like a little cake fart pancake. But I think that, you know, it's in it. With a Taz Also, I feel like, I think they're trying too hard to assure you that you're not, like, I think that they think that maybe you are, I don't know... 10 years old and you've you're of course you're thinking about quicksand every day and oh and that's why they use Taz right that's why they use Taz because you're you're a kiddo and Uh they they think you're scared so you google can I sink all the way into quicksand on the playground uh and then and uh you know this article pops up and it's like no buddy you can't don't worry like you might get your leg stuck but you know your teacher will help you out uh, but basically, that's what this article is. And this picture of Taz is like, yeah, of course, Taz, Taz did not. I don't know how scientific that is. You're right, Sarah. But like, yeah, because it's like it's an inch maybe of quicksand and a three inch tall action figure. What? Right. And another thing I want to mention is that in this picture, Taz is all the way up to his neck. Do you want to be all the way up to your right. neck in quicksand? Like that shit sucks. What if the quicksand puddle was slightly deeper? Like, are you yeah. telling me that it just knows to stop? That's what they're telling. <laughs> right. It just is like, oh, we're at the shoulders. Better stop sucking the person down into the ground forever and ever and ever. I mean, I know it's alive and it has a, an agenda, but it, that can't possibly be the agenda to make you look like a, a comical head in the sand for a vacation <laughs> no, picture. I think that I think that they're just trying to calm the fears of the public. That if the public really knew how many people die of quicksand, there would be mass insurrection. Yes, there would be panic. Absolute panic. Mm, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in defense of the article, I do think that the density of the figure was similar to the density of a human in relation to that combination of wet and dirt. I mean, I don't really understand what density is, <laughs> but here's what I want to say. I'm made of, like, mostly water. <laughs> Also, like, American Courage, a couple other things. I'm not made of plastic. Like, these two things are not the same, you know? That's right. Yeah, what if it gets in your mouth? Right. What if you swallow it in your lungs like the little boy who had to get the sand debrided out of his lungs or whatever? I'm just saying, listen, I don't understand density either. I don't know what that is or why that is. But I do understand propaganda, and that's what I'm seeing here today. That's right. That's right. Like, you have to think, why do they want us to think this? Mm. Is it to keep us away from the places we should be going? Like, me going into the sewage river to find some old thimbles? I think, Mm. well... (laughs) Right, are they educating us or are they placating us? Mm. (laughs) That's right. Not to talk shit on England once again, because I did just say I want to go to their big-ass river and find some skulls. But everyone in that Facebook group is so obsessed with getting a permit, which is so uncool. That is not cool. They're like, you, you have to get a, a permit to walk along the foreshore and dig around. 
Oh, you, where's your permit? Where'd you get wow, your permit, they're all cops. permit from? They're all fucking cops. Yeah, I know. I mean, like here, here you can just walk down to the Ohio River and fish out. You know, last time I was down there, I saw like a shopping cart and a big old puffy dead fish and <laughs> yeah, and finders keepers, several right? Several two liters. I mean, there's yeah, dinner. I mean, but you know, if I had gone down, I didn't because of the smell. But if I had gone down into the rivers, mucky muck, I could probably pull up, you know, some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. When they were in their lockdown, they were like, you may not, there is no mudlarking allowed during the lockdown. I was like, says who, like, who, what, who's going to know? They're like, you may only do it in your local area. Well, who knows if it's your local area or not? But they probably do because those people are on CCTV all the time. Do you think that so many people are mudlarking in the Thames that the six foot rule became a problem? Do you think that they were, there were just <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of people and there just wasn't enough room in the mud for all the larking yeah. going on. I think that's exactly what's okay. going on. They don't want you to find the real down deep stuff where it's cool. Mm-hmm. And they have like the body of Margaret Thatcher or like stuff that they stole from other countries. Swords. Like, it wasn't cool enough to put in the British Museum, so they threw it in the river. Big Viking sword. Somebody did find a sword in the group the other day. <sighs> I'm so mad at them for living in a, like. I know. It was, Totally like what's cool. the, I live in the United States. What's the point of getting a, a metal detector? What am I going to find? Like a horseshoe from eighteen eighty, whatever. Yeah, you'd be like, it's old. It's, it's not, not really. that old. But anyway, I think that the sand is alive. The fact that it traps you more the more you struggle suggests consciousness <laughs> and malice to me. Uh, much like the season one episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation: Skin of Evil, uh, where. Uh, Lieutenant Tashiar, the head of security, is killed by a sentient bog. Um, oh, no. Yes. Uh, it is a bad episode and a funny episode. Um, <laughs> they didn't really figure their, their show out until season three. That's besides the point. That's a different <laughs> podcast I do. Check out Deep Space Eight. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's alive. I think it knows what it's doing. I think it wants to eat the children. And I think that they're placating us with their ridiculous Taz doll experiment. Yeah, totally. Um, if you have any personal stories of horror related to sand, please call in 706-45-BIMBO. We want to hear about your sand experience. Mm, we want to share your story. Yeah. Um, don't be scared. This is a, a frank and honest discussion, and we have a really supportive community here mm-hmm. of people who will um, take you up in their bosom, and, and, and nay, they will lift you up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to pivot away from sand, but we do have a boat call we can play. Spin me that sweet, sweet record. Hey, this is Rusty Darvish, currently aboard the SS Account Dracula. Uh, here's a hot boat tip for you. Uh, uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't be on them. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. Have a good one. Uh, don't go on a boat. I, don't go on a boat that's tippy, you know? If it's small enough <laughs> to be tippy. tippy. Well, you know, but like cruise ship. Go on a no, cruise ship. No, do not go on a cruise ship. Absolutely. Also, we're going to put together a Bimbo Summit cruise. Uh, we're all going to be there. <laughs> we're going to do a live show. Uh, tickets, you know. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna figure it out. As soon as it's going to happen, that's, it's gonna, we're going to do mattresses. We're going to get free mattresses first. And then after the mattresses, the we're going to do like a, a group cruise. It's going to be great. Sarah's going to hate it. But yeah, um... Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. The tippier the boat, the less likely I am to go on it. Mm. I don't like tipping over. 
not used to tipping over. Mm, you can't, he can't, you be, can't tipped. be tipped. I can't be tipped <laughs> under any natural force. <laughs> but, right. But by uh, by some sand? By some sand? Maybe. That could happen. By could happen manipulation, mm. I could maybe be tipped. Mm-hmm. Any any parting words on sand? Have we have we closed the door on sand for now? Now do that we, we've taken it to the table. Do we do them all? I mean, there was the one about the house that got swallowed by sand, but I think it's kind of the same thing. Were there little boys in the house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there were, would we even know? No. I, didn't, I didn't read this article. Could you summarize it for me? Uh, it's about how there was this lake house, and it got swallowed up by the sand. Mm-hmm. Are and how many me? boys were inside? <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, now that it's been swallowed up by the sand, we can't possibly know. <laughs> yeah. That, Lake I mean, Michigan sand dune threatens to swallow another cottage. <laughs> oh, my God. It wants it wants them. Yeah. It, it wants, wants them. to keep them down there forever. I like this article that was called, that said, sand dunes along Lake Michigan are scary, but protected by law, in a way that made it sound like maybe they should not. Maybe. And was that the one where they go down to just interview random people who are at yeah. a dune, and they're like, did you ever think about how scary this is? And it's just like a mom and her kids, and she's just like, no. Not like, really. Why? why? It, it's like well, it very... doesn't move quickly. No. Right. <laughs> takes a long time. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Like... I yeah. love I love the idea that someone's like I want to do something about sand, and then they just like nothing happened with the dunes for you know a decade or so, and then they just finally it was a slow news day, and they're like I'm going down there, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> gonna get to the bottom of this, and then they just are like you know like did you ever consider like you know, like you know these areas are roped off like you know that maybe it's because they're like un- unstable and you could sink into the sand, and the lady's just like well I never it never crossed my mind to go. <laughs> And just the utter off. like lack lack of realism that you would think people might be worried about being killed by a dune and not like drowning. Right. Yeah, right. they're on the beach at a great lake. Like I would be more worried about the bull sharks, about the riptides, about the eel creatures, E-coli. sturgeons, mm-hmm. E. coli, tetanus, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, the Milwaukee Lake man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, all kinds of is stuff. That, is that a real thing? <laughs> no, it is not. It is now. The Milwaukee Lake man. Send us fan art of the Milwaukee Lake Man. <laughs> Who do you think he is? What do you think he looks like? I want to know. What does he do? What does he want? <laughs> what does he want? That's important. Not yeah. what is he. What does he want? Does More he importantly, want? what does he want? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Motive before means, as they say in the criminology community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our final word on sand. Um, I just kind of. I just want to thank you guys for you know, making me feel so comfortable sharing how I feel. Yeah. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. This, um, this is, this has been really healing. It mm-hmm. has been healing. Cause you know, at first I came into this, like, I don't want to do this. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to open that door, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't want to let that in or out. In, c- in case there's mm-hmm. sand on the other yeah, side. Yeah. Cause there could be sand on the other side or, or <laughs> sand's troubling implications. <laughs> If you like Bimbo Summit and want to support what we're doing, go to www.patreon.com slash bimbo summit and make a monthly pledge. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash bimbo summit.